0: What's up, buds? Welcome to the new episode of the Earbuds Podcast. The podcast where two friends talk about one album for (laughs) way too long. (laughs) We are your hosts, Lucas, Dirty Harry Enderkovs, and me is me, and you, Brett, are you, Brett, Dirty Harry. (laughs) 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 Tried really hard with the nicknames this week.
1: And today, today we're listening to "Dirty Harry" by Gorillas.
0: Yes, today we're listening to "Dirty Harry" for fifty-two minutes by the Gorillas. Now we're going to be talking about "Demon Days," the Gorillas' second full-length record. Uh, came out, oh, fuck, dude, like seventeen years ago at this point, or
1: something. Two thousand five. So yeah, seventeen years. Jesus Christ! So you were but a zygote. I was alive. Thank you very much. I was was 10 whole years old. All right. That's decent. I had just gotten out of diapers and I was a very (laughs) big boy because of it.
0: (laughs) So you're really proud of yourself. Your parents were really proud of you.
1: I was very proud of myself. I still wet the bed. I did wear diapers to bed, but not in the daytime. I didn't need them anymore.
0: Okay. At least you can admit it. And it might look a little different on my end uh, today. I'm in the Olas Media studio. We're we're recording from a I'm recording at least from a legit podcast studio. Brett, you're still in your bedroom.
1: Well, I got stuck in the blur dimension. Yeah, which happens every happens. once in a while. It happens. Well, uh, luckily but, I'm coming in clear.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're 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 clear, and it's and it works because to be in the blur dimension, Damon Albarn was the singer of Blur before doing Gorillaz. So I see what you did there, Brett, whether you meant to or not. It completely very clever, very clever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is Gorillaz's second album, uh, technically second full length record. They did have a remix album that came out after their self-titled record that was called Laka Come Home. And I think it was uh, yeah. like a really, really deep uh, reggae dub remix record that I personally fucking love. But I would say this is probably my favorite Gorillaz
1: album. Uh, you know, I'd say so as well. I think a lot of people make an argument for Plastic Beach being the best, which I could totally see, but fucking great. Yeah. I always find myself coming back to this one. It's a little more accessible, it's a little less dense. And like, if you're going into Plastic Beach, it's almost like a commitment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Plastic Beach is something like 17 songs. It's a pretty long album, too. Um, But this one, you know, it's weird, man, because this is all this I would say is probably my favorite Gorillaz album, but it has way fewer hits than I remember. On it like way fewer singles. You have Dirty yeah. Harry,
1: right? It had Dirty Harry. It's got, of Be course, good ink. The the smash meteor hit. Yeah. Um, I think uh Dare. Dare's a huge one. Man, love that fucking song. And kids with guns, I think, were like the four singles. Okay, I didn't
0: know Kids with Guns was one, but I mean this album went six times platinum in the UK. Yep. and two times platinum in the u.s i mean that's a fucking monster hit of an album and i didn't realize it's weird to think like that's how big the singles were so really there were two really big singles from this record and they got them six times platinum
1: it's fucking insane well in it it's it's just because this is not the first time we've listened to this album we've been listening to this album pretty consistently i'd yeah. say for a while and there's good reason it's this record really encapsulates a perfect blend of psych and experimental and accessible pop to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got a cool, I feel like there's a cool undertone of reggae throughout this whole thing. <laughs> and I always hear it, you don't, because you're not a reggae fan. Yep. But man, there is a like, it's, it's a mix of like dark pop and trip hop and reggae, and there's even some rock stuff in there, um, like White Light feels like kind of a rock track yeah kind of a weirdly aggressive track yeah but i didn't
1: realize that this was kind of a concept record yeah no when you the the it's not new for the gorillas to talk about things like you know the environment and like a lot of social issues kind of stuff and this album kind of takes place in this dystopian uh kind of future and You know, there's a lot of gorillas' specific lore as well. Right. Um, But I don't think we're probably going to get too deep into that because I don't know know anything about that. You know nothing. I know a little too much. You
0: have a cursory understanding of the gorillas (laughs) verse.
1: Pretty good. I've watched a good couple videos on it on YouTube. So I'd say I'm an expert.
0: Okay. Well, that's what most people would say after watching a couple of YouTubes about any subject. Yeah, it's probably they're at the expert level at that point. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Like this album, the whole a lot of the songs and the themes were partially influenced by a train trip that they that uh, Damon Albarn and his family took through China. And he says, like, they were going through the impoverished kind of rural areas of China. And he's like, the whole album kind of tells the story of the night, like staying up during the night. But it's also seems to be an allegory. Like it's it's what we're living in, basically the world in a state of night. So Demon Days is kind of Damon's, you know, reference to like, we are in the the end of days or the Demon Days in terms of as a society and a culture. And it's, it's interesting that taking a train through China, you know, the really rural <laughs> impoverished areas, like it, it impacted him so much to almost write an entire record about it.
1: Yeah, but uh, I think something that's great about gorillas is that they have these messages that are kind of you know tinged with melancholy and sadness and oppression but by the end of the album there's an up it ends on an uplifting note that maybe we can do yeah. this there's always a little light in that tunnel for gorillas they yeah. they've always tried to keep it uh a bit above ground
0: yeah I mean it, it's such it's an easy way to end in a record with a really positive uplifting note when you have like a church choir singing for the last four minutes of the song and singing something that's very positive the words are very positive and it's yeah it's uh but it's it's cool man because there's a definitely a sonic difference between their self-titled record and this one and something i learned while listening to this which makes so much sense why the record sounds very different to me is they got danger mouse to produce this whole thing yeah yeah danger mouse what a fucking get dude even in 2005 like he had just done the gray album so like Damon heard that and yeah. he was like, okay, this is the guy. This is our guy.
1: Which is like the white album by the Beatles and Jay-Z's Blueprint. No, it's his right? black album. Black album. The so
0: black and white together is gray, color yeah. theory.
1: <laughs> well, look, I'm not a painter, okay? I'm an artist.
0: <laughs> You're only 10 years old when it came out. How are you supposed to know colors?
1: Yeah. Come yeah. on. We, that's like <laughs> third grade stuff, Lucas. I'm, I wasn't that far yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I think you know Danger Mouse's influence uh, is really apparent to me on this record because I hear a lot of. Uh, I don't know if you listen to a lot of um, fuck. What's his song? What's his band with CeeLo Green? Danger Mouse's band with CeeLo Green. They did
1: Crazy. Is it f- uh, fucking? Gnarles- I had it. Gnarles- Barkley. Gnarles- yeah. Gnarles- yes, Barkley. Was that Gnarles. Danger Mouse?
0: Yeah, that's Danger Mouse and CeeLo oh. Green together, man. Yeah. I met Danger Mouse
1: in uh, oh. Athens, Georgia, on the and UGA he's, uh, campus. Interesting, because he's not on this fucking episode. Uh,
0: I know. I sh- I should have reached out. I get it. Uh, <laughs> fucking hint, hint taken. Uh, but no, man, he was really really cool, and I was completely flabbergasted when I saw him. I was at a random bar at in UGA, just hanging out with my family, and fucking Danger Mouse just walks in, and he's uh, he's an alumni of UGA. So, oh wow. He was sitting at the bar with a fine-ass lady, and I uh, (laughs) didn't want to bother him, but she went to the bathroom and I fucking ran. I ran up to him. (laughs) And you had to bother him a little bit. I had to say something, and I just told him how much I loved his music, but I had no idea he had anything to do with this album, and I can really hear it. I mean, there's something specific about Danger Mouse's production where the percussion is really fucking punchy and loud. And I think something that he's really, really good at too is ending a song on a really strong note. And every single song on this album, I gotta say every song on this album, uh, has a bit of a lull, like the bridge of every song just kind of like brings down the mood a little bit. They quiet it and they kind of strip down the instrumentation. And then when it comes back, it comes back louder and harder than it did for the whole song before that. And then they end each song on such a strong note. And that's so Danger Mousey to me. So I could see his influence like immediately on the album.
1: Oh yeah, it, it, so here. many songs have great outros on them. Uh, El Manana and uh, every every planet we reach is dead kind of has oh. a jammy feel through the whole thing. And so that outro where they're really getting into it. i thinking
0: about like is, All Alone too. Like the end of All Alone, it just yeah. it comes back so hard. Like All Alone has a bridge that I don't necessarily like the bridge, but it's so perfect in terms of songwriting because that bridge just sets up that last 45 seconds or whatever of the music and it just explodes and it's so fucking fun to listen to and it just yeah. gets me hyped up dude
1: yeah the the difference between this and the first album is like night and day to me the first one yes. was a little i'd say a little more experimental a little more ambient like a lot more ambient and not as kind of focused while this album right a lot more focused, a lot more driven, much more accessible. Yeah, a lot popular, a lot
0: catchier, right? Yeah, but there's there's not as much, uh, like you said, it's not as eclectic, this record. Even though there's trip-hop and hip-hop and rock and everything on it, there's definitely, uh, the first album had, like, Latin and world music (laughs) and, like, drum and bass and all this stuff that that they were just kind of fucking around and just doing whatever they want. This definitely felt a lot more focused, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, man, and also, God damn, they have some legit features oh on this
1: album dude i mean for sure mf doom alone mf doom alone is a crazy get, which he references in the song is that like <laughs> why am i here yeah uh, de la yeah. soul is on it uh, booty brown had dude. one of my favorite features on the yeah, record
0: booty brown from far side uh, fucking Dennis Hopper, one of my favorite actors of <laughs> yeah. all time. He narrates an entire track, like what is the, the mountain with the fire monkey head or something?
1: Yeah, fire coming out of monkey's head.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's oh man, that almost became one of my favorites on the record too.
1: It it was an interesting one. It's not one you would expect a, a spoken word song with a couple choruses thrown in. Yeah, but the music was interesting and the pacing of the story was perfect. Dude, apparently, I, like even Ike Turner
0: is on this record at one point, which I didn't really, I don't know what he's doing on it. Uh, I thought Ike Turner got canceled like in the 80s or some, some, shit, but mm-hmm. apparently not. The Gorillas were like, Fuck that, we're bringing Ike Turner back.
1: Uh, what's his face on Dare? It's he's like the singer of a popular British band that no one here has ever I've never, heard of? ever heard Shawn of. Sean yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah. I used to hate that, I used to hate that song,
1: dude. <laughs> I fucking I, hated Dare. I would say it's the most repetitive, most made for radio song on this record by it's probably
0: It's probably the most like Sean Ryder's actual band, whatever band that is. Like I'm assuming he does music like this, but I absolutely hated that song. It made no sense to me when I've, the I've heard this album probably a thousand times at this point and it just made zero sense to me until I saw a live DVD performance of the Gorillas.
1: Oh uh, boy.
0: I think it was in Brooklyn. It was like out in a park in Brooklyn and they brought Sean Ryder and whoever the, the female singer is on that album yeah. or on the song. I don't know, Noodle, man, it just completely sold me on the song. Like the way that they performed it live. I was just, it, it's easily one of my favorite it's, tracks
1: on the record. How, how many live videos of that song with Sean Ryder have you watched?
0: Probably three.
1: Because they are some infamously horribly bad performances of that song <laughs> that are hilarious
0: uh, i don't think he just i realize comes
1: out sloshed with like a lollipop in his mouth and he's just kind of trying to just keep up with them with the music and I mean, that poor poor girl singing the chorus has to deal with. uh
0: yeah and he's really sweaty and he's wearing like all leather like oh, shiny yeah. missy elliott type like leather get-ups and everything at least what i've seen yeah, him in and sure. all he says is three words so I can't imagine him bungling <laughs> the song that fucking bad, but that's how sloshed uh, he was. Like, I don't think I've I, seen that performance, dude.
1: I will send you a link after after this recording. <laughs> it and is a must watch.
0: I, uh, yeah, I think throughout the, the whole album, the just the production alone just stands the uh, test of time. This, like, this is not, I wouldn't be surprised again if you told me that this came out yesterday. Like, it no, doesn't sound weird to me at all
1: it's ageless. It's an album I can listen through on loop and never get tired of it. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, it's, it's super catchy. It can be super groovy. It's super emotional at times. It Mm kind of hits all the marks Mm -hmm. of a great album. And in the listing of the album, the track listing, I honestly prefer the first half of the record more myself. Yeah. Uh, But, I think the last two songs make for a great outro. I think the intro is cool going into, uh, you know, the second track on the album, Last Living Souls.
0: Yeah, technically like the first real track on the album, like the first real song. And I think it's a very weird opener. You think so? It's uh, it's just so understated. It's they're not like usually, you know, bands like to come out the, the gate fucking come out sprinting you know like on a new record (laughs) and and really set it up to like get you hyped right right off the bat and last living souls is very
1: chill man it's it's kind of minimalist at first yeah uh with just the bass and the vocals and in a cheap sounding electronic drum set uh very casio cool it develops and then it drops out uh, with the vocals and goes into this really cool string part. Yeah. yeah. Kind it, of dude. like a, a switch it. up a little bit. Yeah. And I thought that was such a cool moment when I listened to it. I thought it was a great first track to, to kick this album off with.
0: I mean, I love the song. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not going to shit on it or anything, but I thought it was weird. I thought it was a weird closer or a weird opener. Um, but I mean, is there anything that we didn't like about it? about this record like I just kind of feel like it's very hard to nitpick this thing and and pick it apart you know it would literally be like I didn't like that one bass line or I didn't like you know how Damon said that word
1: you know it's really tough because I feel like I feel like there are more big moments on further projects like Plastic Beach there are more like epic cinematic moments that this album can't really reach but I think it has a great balance of features and of just Damon I think there's a great variety of tracks yeah Um,
0: yeah there's a lot of vibes throughout the whole record there's a lot of different like you have dance songs you have straight mid-tempo just electronic stuff just to kind of like keep you grooving but I will I would say probably my least favorite thing about the record is Damon
1: really is it like what part of him
0: I think that he really phoned it in on his vocals on a lot of the songs, man. Uh, He he sounds so lazy and quiet on a lot of the songs that I know that that's a criticism that a lot of reviewers and critics gave uh, this album when it first came out. Cause a lot of people had nothing but pretty much good things to say. Uh, They definitely praised it for being a lot more focused and everything, but they gave Damon a lot of shit for, I mean, you listen to some of these songs and he's like, come on, he's really not singing.
1: You know, it, he might have not put much effort into it, but I think that's he sings as 2D. Like, that's the character he plays in this band. Okay. And the voice of 2D to me is iconic. I look forward to hearing it. I like the kind of lazy sloppiness of it. Yeah. Especially it's very sloppy, when it's very lazy, especially when it's paralleled with other features, like with Booty Brown, where he comes in guns blazing, kind of like a Danny Brown style. Yeah. Uh, of delivery yeah uh, I would say probably my least favorite part of this album might be there are a couple preachy lines a couple preachy songs and lyrics that irked me a little bit like what but-
0: fucking kids with guns which is probably the darkest song title I've heard in a while <laughs> And he, and he was talking like I think the history behind that song is that a kid came to his daughter's school with a knife and yeah. and it was just to kind of show off his knife. He wasn't going to do anything crazy, but it's like he's, see- you know, it's kind of an eye opening moment, and especially nowadays where uh, so many parents have to be so fucking concerned all day about their kids' safety at school, which is like the last thing you should have to worry about. It's you know, in two thousand five, yeah. the Gorillas had a song called "Kids with Guns," and you think about even like Foster the People's song that came out uh, around that time too, where like what is it, a uh, Pumped Up Kicks?
1: Yeah, Pumped Up Kicks. It's about a kid that you know basically causes a school shooting yeah and it's uh, like I a saw... fucking
0: dance song that played at pax every single day that i worked there and no one <laughs> realized how fucking dark and ironic it was that we were playing that you know
1: yeah i i saw that song more as a kind of take on the the next generation like choosing i guess violence for safety mm. and coming up in this world that's You're talking really about kids rough. with guns yeah like kids with guns yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, th- that's probably the one of the only songs I didn't like on the record. I would say like "Kids with Guns" and "El Manana" are the only two songs that I just kind of just didn't grab me.
1: I I think there were a couple flyovers. Yeah, um not bad at all. Just songs that kind of got blended in the mix a little bit. uh "All Alone" was kind of one of those ones for me. Oh, I love "All
0: Alone." Uh, Do you ever hear I, "Chopped and Screwed"? Brett, you ever listen to chopped and screwed music? No. Well, see, that's the problem. Uh, I, <laughs> I used to screw music in college because I didn't, I wasn't good enough to chop it, but I would take songs that I loved and just slow it down by like 15% and just get stone beyond fucking recognition and just listen You're doing to the
1: fucking slowed and reverbed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was, the, was I was way ahead of that shit
0: before anyone anyway, <laughs> yeah. started doing that. And I, I mean, I would do it to the most random shit I would do. Like I would slow down incubus songs and Radiohead songs and Led Zeppelin. And obviously like most like hip hop stuff that I was listening to at the time, most deaf and the roots and all that, but all alone was probably one of my favorite songs I ever slowed down. And that song has so much instrumentation going on at once hearing it 15% slower just (laughs) makes all of that shit just shine. And you can hear every single element in the song. And that's, I have such a a soft spot for all alone, because I I used to listen to that way, way slower than it is on the record, but it's still definitely one of my favorites. And it was a flyover for you. It's fucking, Uh, it was, it was a little bit of a flyover. Defend yourself. I thought
1: it had such a good song dynamics through the whole song. Uh-huh. Um, the little voices were fun, but got a little annoying after all a couple alone. listen. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Is and that it?
0: when it
1: when when it's <laughs> what it else was, you got when it's after November has come, which is to me like Super just chill. a very cool, interesting song. Maybe it's just because it's got has Doom on it, and then White Light, which is uh aggressive different feeling track all alone seems to kind of blend in i feel like don't get lost in heaven was also a little bit of something that was like maybe you could have combined with even days and just been one it could have been a
0: long song for sure and i
1: think it would have been like suited it a little better
0: yeah for sure Um, but those are the only songs that you don't really like because that's pretty fucking amazing
1: i mean it's a great album man it's yeah. great. And even it's not even songs I don't like. It's just songs that like
0: you don't like as much as the other ones.
1: Yeah, because it's true. Yeah. It's like
0: it, other than kids with guns. I, I think that's really the only song that I just I could skip it. I don't need that song in my life, to be honest. And oh, It's not the dude. theme or
1: anything like that. It's just I just think it's boring.
0: To I, be honest. The
1: baseline, that baseline gets stuck in my head. And it, the the baselines on this album are Amazing. usually pretty like extremely simple and basic but really iconic and the basis of the music it seems it seems like damon maybe wrote the bass parts first and wrote the rest of the music around it
0: yeah i would definitely say the bass is probably what pushes through that reggae undertone that i called out a little while ago that it's it just has this deep almost synthy bass at times but sure. yeah, there's such a great mix of acoustic instrumentation, like like a regular, you know, bass guitar and, and drums. And then combining with all this electronic stuff going on and all this post-production stuff that Danger Mouse did and, and the mixing. And it's, it's just all so like, I mean, if it's not S tier, it's at least A tier, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'd say S tier is, is easy.
0: Yeah. And again, MF Doom, one of my all-time favorite, MCs. And I love how much he can just go under the radar, man. Like he, if you're not paying attention to what he's saying, (laughs) it's so easy to kind of dismiss MF doom as, you know, he kind of sounds goofy and he has a slow delivery and he, you know, he kind of like no offense to MF doom RIP, but it's like, he doesn't sound super intelligent when he's rapping. You know, it's like his voice kind of, it's like, I feel bad for some people from the South that it's just like, just the media's representation of people from the South. Like when you hear a really thick Texan accent or something, it's just like, you just kind of assume that they're dumb and I feel bad for that. You know, I feel, and so, but MF Doom, I mean, like he, what song was it on? Oh, dude, like I miss, I just miss him so much. And he the beat for November has come is just slow enough for MF doom. Like he's usually doing really good mid-tempo beats. That's usually his like backing track. Uh, But again, like I just love, he'll he'll just always be one of my favorite all-time MCs because of how under the radar he can fly. And it's like, you don't know, if you don't listen to what he's saying, you won't realize how clever and honestly like sometimes genius he is.
1: Yeah. He's always been one of the best lyricists. He's, he loves, like coming up with interesting rhyming schemes and coming up with is insane. yeah this colorful these colorful images and he's really playful right like his rhymes can be goofy and because of that you
0: don't realize how good he can be too
1: it the song itself is almost kind of cartoony yeah you know uh with that like whatever guitar interesting guitar work throughout this album by the way (laughs)
0: Yeah, like for, for sure, really... which is that's Danger Mouse all the way. I feel like, man. <laughs> well, do you want to uh get into Choice Snugs, man? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and get started. I brought this, or no, you brought this album, so I should get started. I mean, either way, I would have gotten, I would have been first. All uh, right, I but Fine. it's gonna be honestly, it might be a basic bitch, uh, Choice Snug, but Feel Good ink is by far one of my favorite Gorilla songs ever, and I... definitely one of my favorites on
1: this album. I don't think I don't think I'll ever get
0: tired of that song. dude.
1: It's a fantastic song. I don't I don't shame you at all for picking it. It's everything about it as iconic. The bass line, the verses by De La Soul, the choruses, the weird like guitar work throughout the whole thing that I never noticed until Rock Band came out and like emphasized it
0: for me. I was on Rock Band.
1: That's random. Yeah, it might have been a DLC song. But, oh, okay.
0: I mean, yeah, but De La Soul's feature is honestly at this point legendary. Like all of yeah, my friends yeah. know all of those bars. Like we sing along to everything. And it's the one track on the record that I would say
1: Damon kills it on it too, you know? I think the megaphone kind of filter he has yeah, is very fitting for this. It, it's again, kind of a melancholy groove type yeah. of song. But then you have
0: De La Sola just brings so much energy. And the oh, first yeah. time I
1: heard that song,
0: once they come in, it's so unexpected. You don't expect it to become a hip hop track. And then it goes into the it watch me as I gravitate. Ha 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 ha. ha.
1: It, they they like just don't stop. In.
0: Get it, get it. It's, it's so, yeah. it's, it's, it is iconic at this point.
1: I think I've, it's, it's definitely an honorable mention. I've heard it too many times I but listening it's back a choice snug. i i always skip this song whenever i listen oh. to this album but this time i listened to it and i thought like man i really wish i hadn't heard this song so many times because it's just yeah. good shit
0: it's kind of the same with dirty harry right it's like you just heard it so much but it's still so good but yeah man feel good ink has to be a choice snug one of us had to do it
1: I'll take one of us bullet. had to do it. Yeah, I'll take and one it. of us had to pick Dirty Harry. And that's yeah, me. Yeah. Of course I'm picking Dirty Harry as one of my nugs. For it's sure. such a groovy song. I love how the drums sound on this one, especially. And I love just, the children's
0: vocals on the song. Yeah. Which, like which I usually fucking hate children's choir vocals because they're usually used in such a cheesy way where it's either creepy You know, it's like a horror song. So it's little kids singing, or it's just meant to be super happy and positive. It's just like, you know, save the children type shit where I just, I, you know, you know how I am about sappy, happy songs. I fucking hate it automatically (laughs) off the bat, but where there's something about the way that they use uh, the trope of a children's choir on this song that I think they pulled it off so, so well. Because it's such an overused thing
1: to hear in music, yeah.
0: but like in this one, it's just so fun to listen to. Like I just love singing it's, along to it.
1: It's fun, and they're saying something <laughs> that like is weird enough to kind of offset, right? The cheery being a children's choir. I need yes. a gun to keep. it. Meantime, we're just fucking dancing.
0: dude that. Oh yeah like oh so
1: iconic every every time i hear this song i think of the music video that went along with it where they're just kind of dancing in a desert you know yeah and then uh booty brown comes in with a tank and just like feel good ink. great rap part yeah he just comes in with all this energy and he is just giving it his all on this song and i i think it's a great verse it's my favorite verse on this album though hey. feel good it's probably got to be more iconic yes in the long run. for
0: sure for sure i would say mf doom had my favorite first on the whole thing just because that guy will always have a special place in my heart <laughs> i had a friend sure. who you know has passed away um a few years ago but he was the one who got me into action bronson and most deaf and mf doom mm. and i just like i just have such a special connection to mf doom as an artist and you know like I genuinely do believe people when they get upset, when artists and musicians and actors pass away, you know, like some people just meant a lot to them. The only two times I've cried when a musician has passed away. The first one was Prince. I (laughs) legitimately, just like
1: everyone else,
0: legitimately lost it to that. Purple Rain is one of my all-time favorite movies. One of my all-time favorite songs. I can't sing along to that song without crying. And the other one was MF Doom. I genuinely was very, very affected by his passing away because it almost felt like I was reliving my friends passing away again. Mm -hmm. It it was, it was very weird and very personal. And I didn't think I would react that way, you know, but it almost felt like I was reliving that, that moment again, because that artist meant so, MFD meant so much to the two of us, you know, just as our, uh, in our relationship. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't think uh, if, if we, if we went off on honorable mentions i would just name every single song on this <laughs> album but there's definitely some standout honorable mentions for me uh november has come just, that's one of my
1: honorable mentions as well absolutely love that song great beat
0: uh dare was another honorable mention i really i, I, I just made can't... it to
1: honorable mention
0: dude i think a big part of it obviously it's very dancey, right so yeah. it's like so easy to dance to but it's something about sean Ryder's voice it's so fucking british
1: <laughs> and i love No, it's you can, extremely british it's
0: ridiculously british and i love when you can hear accents when someone's singing because there's a lot of british musicians that sound american when they're singing yeah and there's a lot of american musicians that try to sound fucking british but, but then you this get guy like slow just,
1: tie yeah right like- yes exactly
0: exactly dude and all the drill or grime rappers from the uk right now that just like yeah. are just doubling down on that kind of uh you know like uh, blue collar. It's almost, it's, it's almost that you could say it's grimy. Um, but yeah, man. And and fire coming out of the monkey's head was really, I mean, that was really hard not to pick as a choice nug for me. Uh, absolutely love that song. Love Dennis Hopper, but I'm going to say my other choice nug is sounds like one of your least favorites. It's all alone. All alone. Yeah. Has a very grimy feel to it. A very reggae grime feel to it.
1: Yeah, it's got that kind of distorted beat going the whole time. It only gets more distorted as the song goes on.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the MC feature, which I'm not sure what his name is on it, but... Uh, it's... That
1: is fucking Roots. It is Roots. Oh, Roots Manuva. Manuva.
0: Yeah. I'm guessing he's a British rapper. Um, he has a very thick accent as well. But I love it because it's there's a lot of British rappers that almost have like a Patois, like a Jamaican Patois kind mm-hmm. of accent to uh, to their their sound. And man, it just, I absolutely love it so much. And again, it's one of the ones that I just, I slowed down. I heard this song a million times and I love it, even when it's 15% slower.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and, and just bringing it back to what we were talking about earlier, where all these songs end so strongly. And this one, I think, is just such a great example of that, where the bridge almost takes you out of the song a little bit. It's almost like way too quiet and way too... Sure stripped down but man when it comes back in it's just Danger Mouse knows what he's doing with that dude he turned that shit up and it just comes back and hits so so hard and this will always be one of my favorites
1: yeah I can imagine the part of the song where the woman's vocal comes in slowed down close your eyes and see yeah and very like kind of had nothing to do with the song at all (laughs) which i do always appreciate
0: yeah well i don't uh that usually takes me out of it but this still ended up being one of my favorites because especially when that when the song kicks back in and it has that cool kind of uh trip hoppy percussion it's like
1: yeah right
0: like just so driving um love it man love it
1: well yeah man that was you know it's a it's a good song. It's not a bad song. Yeah, fuck at off. At all. <laughs>
0: don't don't pander to me.
1: No, no. Like you can believe the things that are wrong <laughs> that you want to think are right. It's fine. Like it's subjective. It's fine.
0: Well, <laughs> what about you? What's, I, your, what's your second?
1: My second nug. Well, I have. I feel like it's gonna uh, surprise me. Aside from the honorable mentions, this will surprise you. Oh boy. Uh, Last Living Souls was an honorable mention. Yep. Uh, as well as Gets With Guns, Feel Good Ink, November Has Come. But my second nug, I believe, is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. And it's El Manana. What? One of my least favorites. It's, <laughs> it's surprising, isn't it? Uh, you know, that's been happening a lot
0: lately with me and you. <laughs> so it shouldn't surprise me anymore. It has a very similar vibe to Feel Good Ink. Almost a very similar melody to it. but I mean, it's, it's it's weird that they put it right after. I think maybe it's maybe that's why I disliked
1: it because I, I like Feel Good Ink so much more. I thought it was a great follow up to Feel Good Ink. You would. <laughs> it kind of tones it down a little bit. It's got this these ambient synths with this uh, acoustic ambient guitar or synths. Ambient synths. You're. I think you're the ambient simp. For this song, <laughs> I am, dude. I <laughs> Maybe fucking not so love this Song, yeah. All right. This is, I, I I just love it. The guitar sounds a little cheap, which is it something does. I like. Damon's yeah. vocals are very tired and soft very, in this one, very and I back. think, <laughs> but I like that about it. Yeah, and I think
0: it's a good summer song. It has a good summer vibe to it. It's very chill.
1: I. I see it as melancholy incarnate like this Jesus. when I think of melancholy music this is the song I think of because it's kind of got this groove but it's got these sad vocals and these sad melodies but the chorus is still catchy and uh it's it, it kind of s- not exactly singing out but like almost longing for something
0: well, incarnate. Mel Melincarnate.
1: Mel incarnate.
0: yeah <laughs> and Hashtag. it's got a
1: great outro where the strings kind of happen and more music is developing but that's just danger mouse's vibe
0: yes exactly and it pulled off so so well i wonder if he produced any of their other albums after this i don't know if plastic beach is produced
1: by danger mouse yeah man we gotta to get to mouse in the mask dude oh so good we should do that by we're talking way. about mf doom and danger mouse and we should definitely do that it's, uh weird take one of my favorite
0: doom albums oh absolutely that and and mm, food
1: you oh know? yeah for yeah sure.
0: which i love your story about watching someone like unwrap an, Um food like it had a scratch <laughs> and sniff or something it was a scratch and sniff record
1: yeah it was like Nardwar gave it to somebody and they How were the like Creator yeah it's supposed, to, it's supposed to smell like beef and they open it and it smells like Like spoiled Uh, garbage. A a
0: 20-year-old scratch and sniff (laughs) record. I can't imagine that smells good at all.
1: No, yeah.
0: Well, speaking of uh, not smelling very good, I want to hear your fucking score, your rating for this. My fucking rating. I have a feeling I'm going to wiggle my nose
1: at Uh it a little bit. I think it's going to stink. Going to frown a little bit, seems like. I'm going to get upset. I'm already upset. It's, you know, it's so hard to come up with arguments against this album you know it's it's hard to think of the things i don't like about this album just because i think it did everything right as i said before it has a great balance of genres and moods it has a great balance of features and not features like damon whereas humans uh which is an album i do like but has like Mm. way too many features on it yeah and it's kind of drowning a little too
0: much yeah uh, Which the, is my main complaint about a lot of modern rap is way too many yes. features, way too many features. <laughs> it's like the the main artist has one verse on every track. I'm like, that's not, that's not okay.
1: <laughs> like it's it's your album, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like what you can fuck? do
1: more on it if you want. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I I think they do a great job at capturing melancholy. They do a great job at having these interesting this interesting music throughout their album these interesting vocals while keeping a pop sensibility and keeping it accessible Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's it's (laughs) it it just comes down to um personally there's there's music i like a little bit more
0: from the gorillas or in general
1: it's you know some of my favorite songs are on this record but. They have so much good music. Um, tomorrow Comes Today is one of my favorites. Empire Ants oh, is amazing. an iconic moment on Plastic Beach. Yes. Uh, a good couple songs on humans that I can't remember at the moment. Okay. <laughs> uh, God, it's just hard. You to didn't have a rating one. fucking already
0: decided upon?
1: I mean, I do, but like, it doesn't make sense. Because Listen to your I heart. I don't have a lot of criticism about this album so i feel like the rating isn't fair but in my heart in my heart
0: yes i want your, to give this album fat a, heart.
1: my fat little pig heart <laughs> i want to give this album an 8.8 8 out of 10. Uh, that's uh,
0: yeah this uh, like it's gonna get at least an 8 for me like i i totally agree with you like the 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 pop sensibilities, this album is so, so catchy for being so weird at the same time. Yeah. Um, you can dance to the entire thing. Like you said, there's a lot of deep themes to this that you don't necessarily need to pick up on to really enjoy this record. And I, it has some of my favorite Gorilla songs of all time. And just understanding that Danger Mouse had so much to do with this made me appreciate it even more because I finally understood why I liked it so much. Yeah. Why this album, like, really stood out to me, even when it came out. I was listening to this, like, from the moment it came out and, and absolutely have not, uh, I haven't dropped off on it at all. So I'm going <laughs> to give this album a, dude, this might be the first time ever. I'm giving oh. it an 8.8 as well.
1: All right.
0: I a- don't think a- that's a- ever happened.
1: Exactly. Matching of the ratings,
0: yeah. I think we both loved it just as much. And you know, like you said, it's not a perfect record. And we probably there are some Gorillas songs that are not on this album that we love just as much. But it it, you can't take that away from this record. It's there's so many, oh yeah, so many iconic moments and iconic people on this. Between MF Doom, De La Soul, Ike Turner, there's so many people on this that it's like you just gotta you gotta tip tip the cap to them. So 8.8, dude, solid. Little tip of the dick, yeah. Little tip of that dick. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well thank you all for listening to this episode what do you think of demon days is this the pinnacle of gorillas is this is it just overrated? us rated yeah is it what, just uh,
0: us that this has 30 million fucking plays on spotify
1: it can't I just think, be us do y'all even know who this band is they are a little <sighs> deep cut yeah have you ever heard feel good Inc? i think
0: many people have and don't, haven't even realized that they've listened to it <laughs> uh, I got, I think my, my buddy JC might not have heard this album before. So I'm hoping he, he kind of, maybe I'll put it in a playlist. We have a shared playlist. I might throw a couple tracks on there for him to check out,
1: but yeah, buds, a bit.
0: leave us some comments. Let us know what y'all think about this record. How much do you guys love or hate this thing? Give us a follow on, uh, on Instagram at EVPcast cast to follow on our YouTube at just search earbuds podcast. You will find us. We have something like 90 episodes just in our back pocket for you guys to check out. We talk about a lot of different types of music. Uh, yeah. Subscribe, fucking tell your friends about us and let us know what albums you guys would want us to talk about. Uh, there's plenty of other gorillas records that we might bring to the podcast if you guys want us to. So let us know.
1: There's probably one gorillas record that I would really not want to get in. No, Two, but okay. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, no spoilers. Oh, three... All right. No. Oh, great. Fuck. well, <laughs> like let us know what you guys want us to listen to. We have some actually like probably six or seven, like listener submitted recommendations that we're going to be getting into uh, here pretty soon. We're going to have, you know, hopefully we'll have more episodes of us in the Olas media studio. Let us know what you guys think about this whole new setup (laughs) and uh, yeah, man, stick around and Brett, what would you, uh, what would you rate this episode?
1: man i'm gonna rate this episode of fucking i'm gonna rate this episode uh a... all right thank you all for watching <laughs>